Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. Don't forget, you can follow us along on Instagram, especially after this episode. Uh, We will be only on Instagram after today's episode. And if you missed any of the books we talked about in today's episode, I will still have them all listed on our blog. And you can find us at libraryoverload.home.blog. This is the one where we say goodbye. Ooh, that's a good title. I've been thinking about it all week. I had thought about uh, the last one. Yeah. Because that's, I think that's um, the Friends series finale. Mm -hmm. It's called The Last One. I thought my last episode title name was pretty funny. Because I love any chance I get to use the word penultimate. It was very fancy. Thank you. I'm a book nerd, or a word nerd. I was like, you're a book nerd? What? Brand new information. (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) You and I actually haven't talked about this since you did it, but I loved the picture of of Kitty Cat in the books. My Rowan? Yes, he was so cute. I heard noises behind me, and I was like, don't move. Let me get my phone. (laughs) The second I would have moved, my dogs would have run off. Yeah. Well, no, my dogs are jerks, but my cats, they stand me for a moment. So. Yeah. Yeah, guys. It's our last episode. Our last episode. This has been such an amazing thing that we've gotten to do, and we thank you guys. We thank you for listening so much. Oh, um, yeah. For giving us this platform to ramble about and sometimes say thought-provoking things, but most of the time not. I know. We were able to – we started this literally because Tavia and I would always t- take over dinner conversations with our spouses and talk about books the entire time. Mm-hmm. And so now we'll have to do that again. Yeah. But we are still going to run the Instagram, so we still will have you know that platform running. We're going to be bookstagramming it up over there. We're actually starting a super fun, exciting adventure. Yes. So You keep calling it the wrong thing, and it bugs me, but it's fine. You're calling it a read-a-thon, and it's actually a read-along. It's like a read-a-thon is how many books can you read in 24 hours or something like that. But a read-along is when they're reading along with us. Tavia, it is so many books. It is a read-a-thon. It's literally, I think it's like 17 books or something. It's a lot. Some people don't even read that in a year. This is true. I still think it should be called a read-along. Sure. I don't know if you noticed. We've been back and forth about different templates and stuff, and she'll send me one, and I'll change the wording and send it back. I don't even know if you've even noticed it. I have. <laughs> it's fine. Like a passive-aggressively correct. <laughs> It's fine, but we are going to do a Shadow Hunters read-a-thon. Yes, it's and gonna be something. We're gonna do something. <laughs> so we are going to host this with Caitlin, and she is on Instagram at between the line between, between the lines reads. Thank you. Um, we'll post so, it in the blog. 
yes, we will, uh, we'll tag her. Uh, but yeah, so we are going to follow Cassandra Clare's uh, reading list, like mm-hmm. how you should read them, what order you should read the them. The order she recommends you read mm-hmm. them in. We're going to start with City of Bones and just work our way through them. We're going to go a little quick. So we're going to do each book gets one week. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll be we'll be talking about this on Instagram. We're we're very, very excited about it. We haven't been able to reread anything in a long time. Right. That's one of the things. And that's kind of how this came about, because I said the first thing I want to reread is Shadowhunters. And Caitlin is obsessed with anything Cassandra Clear, really. And um, she's, I think, the only one of us that has read them all. Because you and I have both stopped at some points. There are some books that we're missing. Um, I am actually all caught up except for the um, Alec and Magnus series because mm-hmm. it's not quite finished. But I think I'm going to read those anyways because they fit in in between mm-hmm. other series. So yeah. I don't think it's like boom, boom, boom. What about the Chain them? of Iron series? Yeah, those um, are unfinished as well. But the third one comes out next year, March. So by the time we get to reading those, mm-hmm. we'll be like three or four months away from that book coming out. And I think I can handle it. Okay. Okay. Um, so I will be reading along and, um, and we're going to talk about them and yeah, we're going to have the discussion type things on there. Yes. So it'll be a lot of fun. I'm much excited. Very excited about doing this. Um, yes. It kind of started with just the three of us reading them at the same time and evolved into a whole thing with us getting our Insta communities together and I'm just, I'm pumped. Yeah, it's going to be a I, lot like of I want to start now. <laughs> I know. I know. But we are trying today, to hurry up and finish what we're reading. Yes. I'm <laughs> trying to like, okay, palette. I'm not, I'm not going to have any time to read anything else. Like I hurry, I need to hurry and fit in stuff right now. Yeah. And we are, it is a little bit quick, a book a week. I know, especially for people who read along that don't read as fast as we are, but you can come in and participate at any point. Yeah. If but you've read them before, feel free. Like, even with a book a week, we're starting April 25th. And with a book a week, we're not going to finish until September. Yeah. That's so it's. Like I, I, I made the schedule and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> this so, is so many. That's why we're going at one a week so that, you know, we're not doing this for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So that is going to be super, super fun. Keep an eye out on Instagram for that. Mm-hmm. And then shall we give some, some books to talk about? Let's do it. Since I think that's kind of the moral of the story. Absolutely. It always is. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to give you guys, I have actually read a lot recently. Um, I hit 70 books so far this year. Very exciting. I know. That was a lot for me. I was so, so pumped about it. So I'm just going to give you guys several, um, just boom, boom, boom. Um, So first, I read The Truths We Hold, An American Journey uh, by Kamala Harris. I have been wanting to read this for a really long time. Um, it popped up available on the library. Finally, I think everybody was in line to read yeah. it. Um, so finally got it. It was so interesting. I knew of her when she was the um, attorney general for California. She was doing some really big things a few years ago. And it was just mm-hmm. it was really awesome. So it was just really exciting to see a female in that position, mm-hmm. just 
kicking ass and taking names. Like, yeah. just awesome. So I loved reading kind of how her childhood was. Um, and it was just, it was really, really neat. She talks about meeting her husband, Doug. I'm oh. a big fan of... What is, He's awesome. What is his, the... the vi- the first the gentleman. Second, the first gentleman. Thank you. No, the um, second gentleman. Second gentleman. Yeah. Yeah, there okay. it is. Second gentleman. Yeah. Um, big fan of him. He is a precious biscuit. Yes, um, so her talking about him and how their families kind of um, intertwined. It's just, it was lovely. Big fan of her. Big fan of her book. Really enjoyed it. Secondly, I read another true crime-esque book. I'm only going to talk about this briefly because I still can't decide if I liked it or not. This was The Most Dangerous Animal of All. This was Searching for My Father and Finding the Zodiac Killer. This is by Gary L. Stewart. So Gary, as a baby, was found uh, in a stairwell and eventually adopted by a very nice couple, um, grew up super happy, wonderful childhood. But, you know, I, when you're adopted or when you grow up without a parent, you always, you want to know. Yeah. Um, Most so, people seem to yeah, want to know. Yeah. So he started searching. He, his birth mother actually found him first, mm-hmm. reached out and they got to talking and, after piecing together kind of how he came about, he started finding clues that led him to believe that his father was the Zodiac Killer. What I did not like about this book was he kind of, it was really weird. Like he kind of just, he made it almost like this is fact. This is what my father did. This is what my father said before he killed people and like stuff like that. Like it was just like, this is truth. And that was like, how about you just give us everything that you have found and let us make that decision. Like, let me come to that on my own. Um, So I wasn't a big, huge fan of how he told that story. Um, he did put a caveat in that he was just, he said something like, obviously, I don't know what was said during some moments. There were some, um, uh, some author, what's that word when they kind of just make up, I don't know what word I'm trying to think of, but anyways, he kind of just interjected. Thank you. He took creative license in certain instances when he didn't know what was said or what happened. Wasn't the hugest fan of that. like John Brent. Yes, just like him. Ugh. Anyways, um, it was really interesting, though, like how how he figured out kind of where his father had gone after his mother and father split or birth mother, birth father split up. Where so his, was it like 100 percent his father was? Um, No, a lot of people um, like if you look, they finally decoded one of his messages like maybe six months ago, I think like it was somewhat recently his codes. He was the one that wrote in code to newspapers and they could never decode it. Well, someone decoded it and his father's name is actually in the code. Like he found his father's name in the coding. So, I mean, like that's like, Ooh, that's interesting. So there were, there was a lot of evidence to, to support his claims. So it's not being confirmed 100%. Exactly. So, is the Zodiac Killer still at large? Yeah, they've never found 
Um, and spoiler alert, his father's dead. So. Is his father buried? Yeah. Could they not do DNA evidence? To That's com- what I was wondering. But back then, the Zodiac Killer was active back in the 60s and 70s. So well, I don't I even know if they collected DNA. DNA evidence between the son and the father to confirm that, that yeah, that's his father. I mean, then we stop the speculation. There's no DNA of the Zodiac Killer that they can try to. They could exhume his body. Is what I was suggesting. Yeah, but whose DNA are they going to compare his to? The son. If they compare the guy who thinks the Zodiac Killer is his father. Mm-hmm. So if he's my father and I'm his son. We share DNA. So yeah, I but he doesn't need to confirm that that is my dad. He what? knows that's his dad. Well, I asked you that and you said no. I said, is they, that confirmed 100%? It is not confirmed 100% that this man is the Zodiac Killer. But it is confirmed that it 100% is his dad. Yes. Okay. Well, you, I wasn't sure if it was proven that this man was his dad or not. Yes, it is proven. Um, it's just not proven if this man was the Zodiac Killer. Exactly. Okay. Sorry. That took me a long time to circle about, but we got there. Whew. All right. Funnily enough, and I love that word, funnily. You're all about some nerdy words today. I really am. But it's also because I say really country things on occasion, so I have to buff up when I can. <laughs> super, super country things. I blame my mother. But it's sure. okay. In a loving way, I blame mm-hmm. my mother. Um, anyway, the next series I'm going to talk about was actually by the same author as the series I talked about last week. And I had no idea at all until I just wrote down the name. Are you just reading their backlist? Well, obviously it suggested if you like this, you'll probably like this, but it it didn't click in my brain that it was the same. If you like John Smith, here's some John Smith. (laughs) Right. So I was like, oh, okay. When I wrote it down, I was like, all right. (laughs) But this is the Four Psychos series. Or no, it's the first book is called Four Psychos. It's the Dark Side series, and that's by Christy Cunning. And she's the same one who wrote Gypsy Blood series that I talked about last week, the All the Pretty Monsters. And this is the last reverse harem I will chat about for you guys. So get ready. Soak it all in. (laughs) So it's about a girl, and we actually don't know her name because she doesn't know her name. When she first shows up, she is a spirit type entity living in the in-between. Okay. She can see and do things. And, but the, the guy's house that she's inhabiting can't see her. Okay. And there's four guys. And all of a sudden one day, someone comes in to kill them and assassinate them. And she saves them. And as soon as she throws herself in front of the sword, she becomes visible. And they can see her. But she can't go anywhere without them. So she's, like, attached to them. If if they go far away from her, she, like, drifts into nothing. So she pretty much does not let that happen. Lord. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So obviously they all form a bond. It's a reverse harem. And spoiler, because this does not come up until the second book, but I do want to tell you about it so you don't think it's just kind of a random series. But it turns out that they're the four horsemen. Of the apocalypse. And she's actually the apocalypse. And she's Lucifer's daughter. And her name is 
Apocalypse. And oh, so she's I kind of like, like that. Yeah. So that's why it, it sounds weird at first, but there's a rhyme and a reason for all the weirdness because she's the Apocalypse and they're the four horsemen of the Apocalypse. Like Are they their names famine, war. Not at the beginning of the series because nobody knows that that's who they are. An event has transpired and they have all lost all of their memories of their past lives. Okay. I'm with you. Okay. So they're called other things in the beginning, but we come to a point where she calls them war and famine and stuff. So, you know, obviously they're going into hell. Things are happening. They're doing stuff. Um, It's a four book series. Super cool. Really loved it. The concept of the four horsemen and the apocalypse being a real creature that is Satan's daughter. I mean, that's pretty cool. He created her in the world. I mean, that's pretty cool. So it was super fun and reverse harem and lots of, you know. Reverse harem Yes, harem See, initially you started out the episode strong with penultimate and now you're harem-y. I told you I had to balance. Like, <laughs> when I can, I need to get those really nerdy big words in there because sometimes harem comes out. Oh. What a nerd. Yeah, it's okay. We're all I'm at peace here. with myself and my nerdiness. <laughs> anyway, it was a really good series. You should check it out. Two. The next one I'm going to talk about, full disclosure, have not finished it. I got it as a book of the month box, and I have been slowly making my way through it but I'll I tell you guys I haven't read physically read anything since last week I just kind of took a break um what really happened was that I got into men in kilts (laughs) (laughs) and I got way distracted so you know that happens Scottish guys you know doing Scottish things understandable yeah which by the way that's a really cool show you guys should check it out they have a blast and show you lots of cool Scottish stuff. So, And there's also a lot of behind-the-scenes Outlander clips. Not behind-the-scenes. There's a lot of Outlander clips woven into what they're doing. Because, like, they go to visit the stones that are actually in the show. And they're nowhere near where they are in the show. They took casts of them and made casts. And that's what you see in the show. You don't actually see the real stones. Oh, okay. Because yeah. the real stones are, like, way, way far away. Oh, but that was cool. Anyway, so this is called The Dating Plan by Sarah Desai. This has been everywhere. Yes. It just came out March 9th. I, I think it was March 9th. March 9th or 14th, somewhere in there. I, we can fact check. But it is super cute thus far. I'm about 50% in. And it's about Daisy and Liam. And Liam was her brother's best friend when they were younger. And she had this massive crush on him. And he was her date to prom. And at the night of prom, he stood her up. Yeah. So Uh -uh. we flash forward many years. I think it's 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. And they bump into each other again. And she's still pissed. Um, Because, you know, that's... Not only did she get stood up for prom, but he disappeared from the family's life and they had kind of adopted him. And, you know, um, so I think obviously there's some event happened that we don't know about that. Of course. Prompted this. That's going to redeem him in my eyes. But she is, I guess at this point, she's 20 
27 or 28. And she is Indian. So her name is Daisy Patel. And she has a massive meddling family, as you read about in most Indian romance things. And so her aunties are all trying to fix her up with husbands. Oh, the aunties. Yes. And she's very analytical. She works at a startup company. She runs, like, web design and stuff. Um, And she's really, really smart and likes a plan. So then Liam comes along, and his grandfather has just died. And his grandfather has left him the family's whiskey business, the distillery. And they're all Irish. And but, But with the caveat that he get married... And remain married for at least a year because his grandfather was worried about him being alone. So he bumps into Daisy and he's like, oh, this is perfect. See, you don't like me. I don't want to get married. So it will be no problem to end this in a year. And you'll be unmarriable. So your aunties will be off of your back. It's the perfect setup. Obviously. Nothing can go wrong. Right. So they agree to fake date. And because Daisy is Daisy, she makes a whole dating plan um, and that's the the point of the book i'm assuming that they're gonna fall madly in love um but there's gonna be a big moment where they break well, up i'm sure it's kind of leading to it because whatever happened on the prom night he said he would never betray sanjay so something had to have happened with daisy's brother sanjay that is the real reason and liam took the fall for him or something like that that's what i'm saying um but I'm sure this is all going to come out and cause this big situation. Mm-hmm. Well, the capital S. Yes. So, but the tagline thing says when fake dating starts to feel like real dating. So you obviously know yeah. uh, where we're headed. They're both still hung up on each other. Like he, she never thought he was interested in her, but he's always been in love with her. And he says, Aww that's one of the reasons he left was because he wasn't good enough for her. So I'm interested to see what the thing is that happened. And it's a beautiful book too. Yes. I can't wait to take pictures with it. Yes. I already have props. (laughs) Good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, It's a beautiful cover. Okay. I am going to quickly talk about solutions and other problems by Ali Brosh. So this is the same author that wrote hyperbole and a half. Hyperbole. I hyperbole. don't know why. I don't know why I always say hyperbole. It's okay. I haven't said uh, prequel in quite a while. Thank you for reminding me of that. Um, hyperbole and a half. Same author. So after hyperbole and a half came out, Ali Brosh kind of fell off the face of the earth. Um, it's been seven years since she's published anything. Her blog stopped being updated things like that well she is back now um her sister passed away in a tragic accident Mm -hmm. and ali a lot of this book is kind of dealing with bad situations so ali went through a divorce Mm -hmm. ali's sister died so i mean she just had a lot of crap happen and so this one still has its hilarious moments it's all like cartooned out like Mm-hmm. And it still has hilarious moments, but it also has really poignant dealing with grief and mm-hmm. and how to move past things when you never got that closure that you really needed. Um, so it was it's really good. I would love to own it as well. I just borrowed it from the library. I have hyperbole and a half um, and solutions and other problems is just like it. It's 
still that cartoon. It's just, mm-hmm. it's freaking adorable. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, but yes, highly recommend for just like a chill. I don't need to mm-hmm. read anything that stresses me out. Like yeah. it's a great one. Um, next I was very enthusiastic about first comes like this is part of the modern love trilogy that Alicia Rye has been writing. And this actually just came out February 16th. So still somewhat new. Um, this is the same author that did the right swipe girl gone viral. Um, so this one was actually not my favorite one. I was a little bit disappointed, but she wrote a majority of this during quarantine and no one's been at their best (laughs) in the past year. So I get it. Um, It was still really good. It was still really entertaining, but it just wasn't my favorite. So this one, we follow a beauty uh, influencer. So she is big on Instagram. Um, Her name is Gia Ahmed. She has been talking to this um, and she's Indian. And she has been talking to this Bollywood actor um, via Instagram initially, and then they were texting each other. Well, he has, um, his name is Dev Dixit. He is finally in Los Angeles. He's been working overseas for so long. He's finally in Los Angeles. And she's like, yes, we get to meet now. Um, We have these beautiful conversations. Um, So she's like, yes, when can we meet? And he keeps kind of brushing her off. So she kind of takes it in her hands. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to go to him. So uses her connections to get into this Hollywood party that he's going to be at. She walks up to him and she's like, hi. And he's like, Hi, I'm Dex. What's your name? Doesn't recognize her. She has been catfished. Oh. I know. She has just poured her heart and soul into this person that she's been talking to on the internet. So mm-hmm. she loses her mind. She like walks away, but then her Is it like his assistant or something? I don't know. Um, but it is someone that has access that had access to his account. Um, he never used Instagram because he just, he was just one of those that wasn't really interested in social media. Well, um, he, so Dev has met her for the very first time and just thinks that she is gorgeous. So he goes home, tries to figure out who she is, eventually finds her online and ends up watching every single one of her makeup tutorials. <laughs> um, you. I know. And so he like, he starts buying like the facial cleansers that she recommends. And so like, this is so funny. Well, um, he wants a second chance and she's absolutely not interested. She's just not really a second chance. It's like a first chance. Well, true. So he wants a chance to get to know her and she's Mm -hmm. just so embarrassed that, you know, she in quotation marks allowed this to happen. And so it's just, it's calamity. Um, They do end up together, but in a very different way than I was expecting. Um, So, yeah, it it wasn't my fave, but it's still, I'm a big fan of Alicia Rye. If you don't follow Mm -hmm. her on Instagram, you absolutely should. She is hysterical. She does these little bits. Yes. You send me the videos of. Mm -hmm. She does these little bits that are like conversations in between the devil and a demon. And I cackle. 
all yeah. the time. She's absolutely hilarious. She does random little cooking shows from her home. Like, she's just hella entertaining. Nice. Um, but, yes, super cute. Um, again, just a nice little romance to kind of get you through your day. Yeah. Fun. It sounds like a an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never... You wouldn't have... Right. I've never read a book where someone was catfished. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it was really interesting. That is poor it thing, spoiler like, to tell who the person was? Kind of, yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was really cute, though. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. I have listened to a couple of personal development books that I just want to talk about real quick. You know, I love me some personal development um, and I, I kind of go through phases of listening to it or not, mm-hmm. but I just kind of got in a whim and I was like, I'm going to listen to some of this stuff. So I started with the gifts of imperfection, let go of who you think you're supposed to be and embrace who you are by Brene Brown. And I really, really liked this. She has like this, um, she's a shame researcher, which is fascinating. Okay. So she she has a master's and a PhD in social work and she does lots of research. And eventually she, she got into the category of shame research and she discovered people who live what she calls wholeheartedly and have no shame are the people who live with vulnerability, who make themselves vulnerable, have courage to put themselves out there. And so she's taking, taken 12 years of research on shame and vulnerability and parlayed that into what she got from the, the data of interviewing all of these people. Nice usage of parlay as well. Thank you. Does it make up for Harami? A little bit, yeah. Um, but she, she, she basically has a roadmap or like several points for you to self-analyze about ways to stop like let go of, of again of who you think you're supposed to be and actually be who you are and stop trying to live up to other people's expectations and things like that. And so I really enjoyed that. And then I fell down a hole <laughs> and I watched her Ted talk, TEDx Houston. Mm-hmm. I watched another one. She did a follow-up Ted talk. Can't remember where it was. Um, and then she also has a series or not a series, but a special on Netflix that I watched as well. And it was uh, actually just filmed in 2019. So it was really yeah. good. Yeah. She was really like hot everywhere um, yeah. a couple of years ago. She's really funny in that she, she talks about how many times she messes up and how flawed she is and how she has to roll back and analyze again and be like, what am I doing? And, you know, that it's a constant battle to be vulnerable and be courageous, but you have to keep doing it. Otherwise you're going to end up miserable basically with yourself and with your life and things like that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. She seems really approachable. She, yeah. And, and just like her, her talks or stories about things in her personal life, not necessarily all of the research points, but how that she's taken the data and applies it to her life mm-hmm. and how she made a change in her own life based on what she took out of all of that data. I gotcha. So, yeah. That was really cool. Okay. I also read you are a badass every day 
how to keep your motivation strong, your vibe high, and your quest for transformation unstoppable. And I don't think self-help books have enough title words. I'm particularly drawn to the keep your vibe high. Yeah. This one's by Jen Sincero. And I read You Are a Badass by her and talked about it many moons ago. Um, But this is a follow-up. And it's kind of... So I didn't follow directions. (laughs) I bought it in audio. And it's technically a workbook type thing. You're supposed to talk, stop, and like do some exercises Mm -hmm. but I just listened to it all the way through well Tavia you're not getting the full experience I know I know know. but I might go back and do that at some point but I just love her non-religious point of view of like she comes she believes in like the power of the universe and not necessarily is like overtly Christian in your face, which a lot of personal development books can be. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked that about her, that she has a really happy, positive vibe, but she's basically not pushing you towards any one dogma or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I read those two things. Well, well is- listened to them. That is very exciting. Okay. Now it's my turn to talk about a book that has been everywhere. Yes. So I've got Fable by Adrienne Young. Yes. I love so this it. is the cover is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a duology. The The second book, Namesake, just came out March 16th. So it is everywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll just talk about Fable. And that's the same author that wrote Sky in the Deep that I wrote. Yes, yes. So I am a big fan of hers now. This is my first of her books. You can borrow Um, Sky in the Deep. I own it still. It's so pretty, too. Her covers are awesome. Yeah, gorgeous. Okay, so we meet 17-year-old Fable. She is the daughter of one of the most powerful traders in the area that they live in, Um So this is kind of a swashbuckling um, adventure. So her father is a trader. He owns dozens of ships. Um, In this world, the currency is gems, precious gems. Fable is a gem mage, which means that she can sense when she is near precious gems. Interesting. So her kind of occupation at the moment is a dredger where she free dives in the ocean and collects gems, trades them for money, for food, things like that. Because four years ago, there was a horrific, there was a horrific storm. Their ship sank. Her mother died and her father dropped her off on an island full of thieves and said, If you want to learn how to deal in this life, you need to get yourself off this island and left her there as a 13 year old. I believe I mentioned last episode that these heroines ought to keep better track of their parents. I'm just saying. Right. So um, we see Fable as she's, you know, been working really hard all these years, saving as much coin as she possibly could in order for her to finally have the money to get off the island, get to her father, because he has promised her her. What is it? What is it you get when someone dies? Inheritance. Um, So she's he's promised her 
her inheritance if she can get herself off this island. This is an island of nightmares. Everyone there is a thief. Everyone, no, no one trusts anyone. You get robbed. Um, there were many times where she would come out of the ocean with everything that she had found that day and people would just take it. Wow. She's gotten hungry multiple times. It has been a not fun four years for her. So finally, she gets herself in enough trouble that she has to get off the island right now. She has just enough money to get passage out off the island, but not enough to actually feed herself and do things like that. So she ends up on this on the ship that is um, driven by... West. West is yummy. So he is this dreamy ship captain that is fairly young to be a captain. He is one that she has always traded with in the past. And when she is running to try to get away from some danger on the island, his boat is about to leave and she jumps on and she's like, please, please, I will pay you. I've got this much money. Please take me off. And so he, against his best wishes, he agrees. And thus we begin this crazy adventure of going to find her father, getting her inheritance, and what all that just, you know, opens up like this huge mm-hmm. can of worms. Um, Fable and the namesake, they both, like, it's like one whole story. So you don't, there's no gap, there's no break. Right it's just, yeah. Um, cool. It's so good. I have both of them. I, bar- I have Fable. I borrowed namesake from Caitlin. Um, I've got a pretty picture plan for it. Uh, it's just, oh, they're it's beautiful so covers. They're so beautiful. They fit together to make one mm-hmm. beautiful picture. Um, you've probably seen it if you follow any people that love books on Instagram because it's everywhere right now. Yeah. I've awesome. It's so good. I love it. I flew through it. They are not super long books, so mm-hmm. I just I flew right through nice. it. Nice. I would like to borrow those. Yeah, you totally um, should. We'll we'll do some book swaps. Yeah, that that we should definitely do that. Um we all have a lot on our shelves that the other people want, but we mm-hmm. can't ever remember it. Nope. <laughs> We're getting together. Whenever like, we get together, I'm like, okay, do I owe anybody books? Who's I should start books? making a list of things that I want to borrow from each of you cuz we, we were getting together a couple weeks ago and you and Caitlin both texted me. Am I supposed to bring you something? And I yeah. didn't say anything. <laughs> I was like, I don't think so. It's pitiful. All right. I am going to talk about this. I haven't read it yet, but I would be remiss if I didn't tell you guys about it because Kara, our friend on Instagram, has been dying for me to read it. And I, I purchased it. I own it. It is sitting on my end table. It is literally the next thing I will pick up. So I'm I will so post about it on Instagram. Book. I, I won't be talking about it on here because we're done, but I will post about it on Instagram once I finish it. But this is from Blood and Ash by Jennifer Armentrout. Another book that is everywhere right now. Yes. And the second book is out. And I think the third book is coming out not too far away. Very soon. Yeah. Let me see so when that It will out. be a finished trilogy within this year, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I'm not 100% certain, but I think it is I'm, this year. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, April 20th. <gasps> so very soon. Okay. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So you could read it soon, too. Yes. Uh, apparently, it's quite the uh, spicy read. 
So I'm a little we pumped love about us that. Some spicy yes. reads. Um, I'm kind of gonna talk to you because, like I said, I haven't read it, but it says it's perfect for fans of Sarah J. Mass. So that's me. Done. Check. Yep. Um, Poppy's life has never been her own. She's never to be touched, never to be looked upon, never to be spoken to, um, never to experience any pleasure whatsoever. She is supposed to ascend, so she's waiting for the day of her ascension. That's a, a duty that she ha- has to perform for the kingdom. At some point during all of this, one of her guards ends up being Hawk, who is the golden eye guard, who is uh, destiny and duty bound to become entangled with Poppy, who, again, is not supposed to be touched or looked at or talked to or anything. So these two are mushed together somehow. But her ascension is supposed to save the kingdom somehow. So I'm I'm interested in how all of this is going to play out. The Goodreads caption, like the synopsis on Goodreads, is 100 years long. So I'm not going to read it. I am very excited to read about it. It's fantasy. It's supposed to be a little spicy. We love all of these things. Yes. And the cover is gorgeous. I am all about some fantasy again now. Like, I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. I've read so many fantasy series recently. Like, I've just, uh, yes, give it all to me. Um, Yeah, I'm very excited to read that as well. Um, I think I'm going to have to steal it from you soon. Um, It is huge. I will tell you, it's 600 pages plus. At, at least um so it's gonna be one of those that i'm like trying really hard to read like super fast before we start shadow hunters yeah well yeah and it's 622 pages and then you're gonna want to read the next two in the series which yes. are probably equally as large boom 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 knock it right out but i i wanted to let kara know that i plan to as soon as i finish the dating plan this is my next read that is a, an oath I will swear to you right now. <laughs> Cross my heart, hope to die. <laughs> very, and very excited to read about it, though. Yeah, I plan to read it not soon after. If I can't yeah. get it from the library, I'll be borrowing Tavia's book. So, Yes, you should. I mean, I bought. I have a hardcover copy of it. It's absolutely gorgeous. Is I hope it's one of those that you love it so much that you have to get all of them. Um, I just, I love having whole series mm-hmm. together. Like, oh, it makes me happy. Yeah. I love that too. And we were talking about our Shadowhunters read along. Lord, and, um, I have to buy so many. Yeah, we all made lists. Or, Well, Caitlin didn't because she owns them all. But we made lists of ones that we didn't have. And she's like, well, I have two of those. I'll give you one. <laughs> but we were talking about going to the, the bookstore and filling in what we need. Um, yeah, I've moved a couple times to... over the years and lost books here and there. Which is frustrating. I keep letting people borrow them and then not remembering who borrowed. Mm-hmm. And then I just never see it again and it yeah. drives me nuts. I know the book thief, um, I bar- I let someone borrow and I'll never see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, that just makes me sad. I know. Okay, I have one more book to talk about. And this is a memoir I read, Me, by Elton John. Yes. So I, Elton John was a little bit, obviously he's much older than me. He wasn't someone that I grew up listening to. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I really didn't know much about him at all. Um, He has lived a thousand lives. Yeah. Like. I've heard that. 
ridiculous. So he was, um, he got into a music career fairly young. Um, he was in his, I think he was in his um, early to mid twenties when he was like discovered and he's been doing his thing ever since. But this was back in the sixties and seventies when people were knocking out at like three albums a year mm-hmm. touring 300 days a the year music factory days. Yes. Um, and all he did was do drugs, drink, have sex. Like that was, that was his life. And it was just so wild. And then like him describing the outfits that he would wear, like one day he just, he finished the concert, ran backstage, changed into a Daffy Duck costume for his encore and just went out and tried to play the piano and couldn't because it was so restricting of a costume and just laughed through his. How high was encore. he? Super. Um, just like just hilarious stuff. See, he obviously was planning the Daffy Duck thing because you don't just have it laying around. It's not like. No, he definitely was. But I think he just thought it was way funnier than it actually was. (laughs) Yeah. Because he he said all the time that his bandmates would be like, why are you wearing that? Like, you have to be able to play the piano. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't play the piano wearing that. And he'd be like, let me worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But it was just, it was really neat to kind of figure out his childhood. His parents were both not awesome. Um, He had a really sad childhood. His father was just not interested in Mm. him at all. Not interested in any kind of love and support to his child. Um, His mother was just hateful. Um, Just a terrible person. She was hateful until the day she died. It was awful. Um. But then, like, him talking about finally becoming sober and getting through that. And he's been sober for 20-something years now. He is now, like, multiple people's um, sober coach. He's, he awesome. like, he's just, he's He's lovely. also in a very committed relationship right now, isn't he? Yes. He has been with his partner for, like, 20 years, like, 20-ish years, I think. Wow. Um, they have two children now. Like he went from this insane rock and roll drugs, like all this stuff too. Now he has two children and has settled down with his husband. And like, he lives just this lovely life. And it's just, it's really interesting. And I, I got so into it that I made us watch rocket man. And then Chris got really into it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Ooh, I haven't seen this part in the book yet. Like, Oh, this is interesting. (laughs) I can't wait to hear more about that in his book. It was really cool. Um, Big fan. And then that sent me on a tangent. So I've been listening to Elton John for days now. Nice. It's been so much fun. And there's, I I have heard a lot of his songs and just Mm -hmm. didn't know that it was him. Like I was listening and I'd be like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't know this was him. Like he's the guy that did Lion King and El Dorado and Benny he, and the Jets. He's done a lot. I, I mean, know. he's very and prolific. I just, and I just didn't know. Yeah. Um, so I've really enjoyed it. And he's also just, he himself is a huge lover of music. He is mm-hmm. such a nerd. He knows what albums are doing well right now. He knows who is writing the best songs. He knows who plays the best instrument. Like, he, he is just a music nerd his collection of um uh, records and things back in the day was 
the greatest collection of all time. And at one point wow. he got, he was just so nuts. He sold it all. I know. Oh it was insane. Gosh. Like he just, he just went a little cray and just sold them all. Wow. Like, but yeah, his, his collection of records at one point was just insane. I'm sure he has probably found them all and purchased them all again, but yeah, it was just, he's it was never really, really like, been my kind of my cup of tea or whatever, mm-hmm. but listening to you talk about him and then also listening to, again, our friend Caitlin read it as well. Talk about it, it makes me want to read it just because he sounds fascinating. He was fascinating. I've never, I've never really been a big mm-hmm. into him kind of fan either, but it was really interesting mm-hmm. just because he's just lived a crazy mm-hmm. life. He name drops like crazy yeah i think a lot of his songs are cultural pop culture references Mm -hmm. for like a million things we do oh yeah and like he talks about his decades-long friendship with rod stewart he mentions partying with duran duran he talks about his friendship with diana he talks about um and crap i don't remember his first name but um Versace, um, he, his first name starts with a G, but his friendship with him and he was murdered and his sister now runs Versace. Mm-hmm. Um, he has had such tragedy in his life. He's lost so many friends to just random accidents. Yeah. But also during the eighties, he lost so many friends to AIDS and now he has this incredible, um, nonprofit where he just assists people with their lives that are living with it. He is just this awesome person and just watching his trajectory and getting to who he is today was really cool. I'm a big fan of him now because of it. That's awesome. That's really, really interesting. It was, it was really interesting. You could probably read that and then talk to Daniel because he's such a big movie dude. I I bet it would be, I wonder if he narrates his own, his own book. I I bet it would be interesting to listen to an audio or to listen to an audio. I bet it would be. I bet you're right. Um, That would be interesting. And he's got that yummy British accent, too. So that would just be fun to listen to. do love me some yummy British accents. I've also been into the Scottish, as mentioned at the beginning of said episode. (laughs) It is narrated by Elton John and (gasps) Taryn Edgerton. (gasps) Taryn Edgerton was incredible in Rocket Man. I've he only is, ever seen him as Eggsy in The Kingsman. And he's great in The Kingsman, but he is phenomenal in Rocket Man. Like, he was good in The Kingsman, but, like, he's, like, an actor with a capital A in Rocket Man. Yes. Like, his, how he just embodies. Does he sing? Is, yes, he does. And it I was is thinking I lovely. remember at the oscars or something he performed the song right because one of the songs was best original song it won too yeah and i was thinking he did the performance on stage yeah it was great he is lovely he does such a good job i highly recommend the movie it is on hulu right now and the book is awesome nice we'll have to check that out Mm -hmm. i think you're right daniel would probably be very intrigued Mm -hmm. i mean so much name dropping like yeah. these, he partied so much with the Beatles. Oh, and John Lennon. He was close with John Lennon, too. Wow. So, yeah, he's lost a lot of friends, and I hate it. Um, 
But yeah, it was really it good. It makes him old and wise, the perfect setup for telling his story. There you go. A real woman would be my my cup of tea. <laughs> well, it is just as good, <laughs> even if he is not. Yes. That's all. all right. This is the end, guys. This is where we say goodbye. So we go on. We remember. It's the graduation song. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, well, it was the graduation song in, like, 2006. Okay, well, I had graduated. I had done being graduated. Uh, it was vitamin C. It was so good. Gosh, Tavia, you're so old. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. That's okay. Um, it's a little, it's definitely sad, but we're both excited for new adventures on the horizon and, and diving in deeper and more often with the Instagram account and and growing our community there. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun there as well. Um, we'll be more interactive there. You can actually chat with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some fun conversations with listeners talking about books that I've mentioned and stuff. So that's been mm-hmm. a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be a great way to continue talking about books and nerding out and all of that. And also dive into a little bit more of the creative side of things. I think we'll we'll definitely enjoy that. I posted about my book mail the other day, so I'm still going to continue to post when I get my book of the month boxes and yes, and I have type things. I have a beacon box on its way at the end of this month that I am very excited about. I accidentally found out what book it what book is coming in it. And it sounds so interesting, and I'm yeah. very excited to You'll read it. You'll do an unboxing for us? Yes. Yes, I will. Awesome. Awesome. So we are very excited. And like I said at the beginning, we thank you guys so much for being on this journey with us, for allowing us to do this. It has been one of the coolest things I've ever done, and I'm very, very happy that we got to do it. Yes. We thank you so much for listening. We love all of our listeners. You guys have been amazing. Thank you for letting us do something that was kind of like a, just a, hey, do you want to do this? Let's, mm-hmm. let's see what happens. Yeah. And two and a half years later, roughly, mm-hmm. or two and a quarter years later. <laughs> yeah. But again, we're not going away. Yes. We're just going to be on a different platform. And we will always love you. <laughs> I'm not going to sing that. That's all Whitney and Dolly. You can't do it. Can't <laughs> Is that do it. song intimidating for you? Yes. I didn't know there were songs that were intimidating for you. That one. That's it. Yeah. It is very particular. Mm-hmm. Very Speaking of things on Netflix, there's a Dolly Parton musical tribute on Netflix that I wanted to watch as well. I saw that last night, actually. Oh, uh, speaking of Dolly, I, th- I posted on our Insta stories, but I bought a Dolly comic book. That was fantastic. Chris and I are such nerds that we go to a comic book store um, and I followed them on Instagram and they had, they announced that they had Dolly comic books and it's just like a tiny little biography of her life and it's adorable and I'm so happy. (laughs) Well, I'm very glad that you were happy. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is not goodbye. This is just, we'll see you on Instagram. We'll see you on Instagram. And I will still hear our voices in case you're in need of a fix. Yes. But yeah, thank you guys. Yes, thank you so much. 
And we will see you on Instagram. All right. Bye. Bye.